Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. so much to discuss first you know we're going to cover in your house and we're also going to cover what I've been saying the last few weeks and the weeks before and the weeks before we're going to cover during Off the Rails Uncensored Karrion Cross's debut Adam Cole's longest title reign in NXT is it longest reign in NXT history yes and also, you know, Chris Jericho. Well, you know, what him and Cody said to prove my fucking point. So, ladies and gentlemen, also, <laughs> please welcome to the show. It's been a minute, but she's back. Michigan's own. Uh, Charlotte Flair may be a queen, but Michigan's own queen. If you will. Russell Radio Network's too clean. Because, you know, Granny Hulkster. But, Lady Lynn. Hey, B-Train. What's up, bro? Well, we've got a lot to cover. And first and foremost, the very first uh, NXT TakeOver well, in your house, NXT TakeOver was last night from the Performance Center in, well, that's the second WWE headquarters. And um, we've got a lot to discuss, including, well, last night's NXT TakeOver. Bear with me, folks. 
So, last night's show, the half and half syndrome of WWE. I never thought I would say this, but NXT, because minus the crowd, may be part of it. But there were two matches to me that ended up being complete duds. Even though people say Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream was fine. I'll get into that later. But um, we must start off the night by reviewing WWE's NXT TakeOver in your house. So been a minute since uh, Lady Lynn and I have seen In Your House, and it was special because it had Todd Pettengill, a name that I, I thought I would never, ever say again. Since, wow. Latest he was there is probably 96, 97, maybe 99 at the, at the uh, expense of WWE when there used to be a show called uh, Livewire. And... Um, I can recall, folks, the last time that NXT had a Japanese champion or two or three. So let's see, Asuka, Io Shirai, and Kyrie Sane. So that's three. And we have four. Let's see. In your house, takeover results. Okay. I. It's going to go backwards here just a minute. So, Nia Yim, Tegan Knox, and Shotzi Blackheart, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. So, Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, and Shotzi Blackheart beat Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. Surprise. Balor ended up pinning Damian Priest. And um, let me just say, dude, uh, he took a nasty, nasty fucking bump onto a set of steel steps that makes one wonder how the hell is that dude still walking, let alone getting in the ring and pinning people. Um, my only nitpick at uh, Damian Priest was he wore <laughs> Seth Rollins' trunks. I'm back. <laughs> Do you think he asked Seth Rollins if he could borrow those trunks before the match even was made? <laughs> well, dude, what happened? Did your leather pants shrink in the wash? Well, it is not a good look on Damian Priest. I'm sorry. He needs to stick to black. He is not a bad worker. And after all, dude, he comes from the world-famous Monster Factory, one of Danny's many students who have... There are plenty of names, dude, that have have come from Danny's school, okay, that have ended up in Ring of Honor, New Japan, you you name it. You ask, where did you come from, Monster Factory? Damian Priest... Uh, it used to be go under the name uh, Punishment Martinez that repackaged him. And, you know, he's made quite an impact with names. Not only Finn Balor, but Keith Lee was synonymous to one. Donovan Dikojevic is another. So, 
he's kind of a loner, really, and I, I like the, you know, he's a good guy. My like, there are a few nitpicks, but not too many. So it was a good match. It just makes you wonder, like, what the hell happened to his leather pants and you know the whole. He still comes out and pretends to shoot a bow and arrow, which is cool, whatever. I he's gonna give him pretends, you know. Look, I have to find some bad, some good in each one, okay? I'm not gonna nitpick his match because it wasn't a bad match, you know, for Finn Balor. Actually, Finn Balor barely won that match, so it took two coup de gras to win the match. One for Finn off Balor. the ropes. Yeah, one off the ropes, exactly. And, Damn, uh, that okay. one had me just. Yeah, it had us on the edge of our seats because it was like, uh, one, Damian Priest was meaning to set up a steel steps for Finn Balor, but he ended up going in reverse. And by reverse, I mean he hit those steps and he went plunk. It was oh. Yeah, it wasn't your stereotypical grab the steps. Hit the baby face or try to hit, you know, or it backfires. No, this shit. He straight up took a back bump, and you could hear the meat of the fucking shoulder blades go plunk. That shit had to hurt. And uh, that's all I'm going to say on that. It was a very good match. So that's that. Oh, yeah. The North American Championship, Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano. You know, as usual, Gargano normally gives you a match that makes you go, holy shit, how the fuck how the hell, you know, this guy still standing another one Gargano very, very good match um, the NXT Championship the Adam Cole versus uh, Velveteen Dream in a backlot brawl I mean, most of it was good the only, like I said, I have a few it was disappointing in the sense that you're stretching the title with Adam now over 373 days I don't have, I mean, maybe it's leading up to Dexter Loomis doing something shocking or he's in line for NXT's championship. I don't know. They elevated Dexter Loomis to be like the next, uh, I don't know, Sid Vicious. And if you mix that with Aleister Black, I mean, Loomis does have some kicks too. I did knock out. Roderick Strong and, and Bobby Fish. But the annoying thing is, you know, look, we can all complain and bitch and moan. Maybe there's an avenue for this story, but at the same fucking time, is there any other champion that they could use or any other name? Because it looks like, you know, Velveteen is still under controversy, so they don't know if they want to keep pursuing this. The controversy, folks, surrounding Velveteen Dream 1 was he smashed a window in someone's car. Those charges were fucking cleared because the man could not recall what time Dream did it. Also, there were rumors circulating around that Velveteen Dream sent nudes to a minor. And some say it may have been hacked through, which, you know, he's been cleared again. So I don't know. If they're waiting for everything to be clear or the fact that something's going askew and booking again because that's the same fucking shit that happened with Sting. And I, you know, 
Yeah, I'm going to go there. WrestleMania 31, people are saying, why are we touching nothing? Nothing to do with NXT, really. So when you have all that build with one person, and you – that's like Sting losing the fucking Hogan in WCW. They're like, well, what's against Adam Cole? You know how many names they got on that roster that could actually carry that title? I mean, let's do an even exchange, shall we? Give Cole the North American Championship, which is the equivalent thereof of the Cruiserweight, because Keith Lee holding that title, I'm not saying it's a shame, but we could do an even exchange, folks. I mean, I, I'm i not going to jokingly say, what if Cameron Grimes, what if Finn Bauer, guys that are diminutive, could defeat Keith Lee? It's not impossible, but it's... Adam Cole, look, Adam Cole would be the guy to do it. Plus, you know, it'd be real funny, wink, wink, if (laughs) undisputed Pete Imperium and all of a sudden they've got all the gold. I ain't going to be surprised, folks, if that's the next step in the fucking booking process because NXT is falling under the half-and-half syndrome, unfortunately, because it's just it. So, the main event, oh, yeah, sorry, get past one of the matches that I love to skip past for reasons known, not unknown. You have Sunny Lookalike in Scarlet. It's not the main focus of the match. But she barely fucked, she didn't even get involved. She was just pounding the mat. And, um, well, her cleavage was visible, you know, it's, one thing, and then she crawls in the ring under uh, carrying cross. It looked like um, it looked like a scary Ghostbusters, you know, where <laughs> she crawls underneath him, and then the painting comes to life. Uh-huh. And by scary folks, yeah, by scary folks, Lady Flynn and I discussed this. His offense is very similar to a certain someone's that's on main roster that only shows up maybe. Four or five times the entire fucking year. I mean, he showed up more times this year than he did last year, but Brock Lesnar and Karrion Cross share the same exact identical offense, meaning you start off the match and you're lucky if you get a lockup. Then you get thrown into the corner or you shrug off a few hits. Champa's one saving grace was at least the man took a drape cover, you know, a drape apron DDT. And after that, the man fucking no sells it like, you know, gee, I don't know, Lesnar. And um, <laughs> you got a bunch of suplexes, you know, vertical, belly to back, Germans, and then a release F5. And he doesn't go down with it like a backbone. So. My question to how you built this fucker is why why would you make us feel like, oh, fuck. He's not going to be on NXT for very long, folks. I'll tell you why. One, he's got size. Two, McMahon and them have a business boner for guys who are big. Hunter is he's non-discriminatory. He's tall. he do black. Do Asian, I'm like, he's tall, he's black, he's short, right? 
Hell, he'll even do it Asian. And by that, I mean talent. By that, I mean talent, folks. He's non-discriminatory. But Vince and some other form of McMahon, you want business boner? You found Karrion Cross. Why? He fits the Vince mold. Big. Well, I wouldn't say Vince mold entirely, but the Vince mold mean you know, back in the day. Big, dumb, and, you know, we'll be lucky if someone can compliment his talent. Because back in the day, he had Bader to choose from, Diesel, Yokozuna. The list goes Lots on. Lots of big guys back in the day. He had a lot to choose from. And Now what do we have? Well, you've got McIntyre, Lashley... Rollins isn't exactly big, but he's tall and lanky. Uh, let's see who else. Um, Lesnar, unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because when they criticize, I it's or not criticize. They may understand and empathize. So, like, honestly, guys, his match with Champa, you can only do so much to make the big fellow look good. But he just, he takes the cake, folks, as in, why? That match was so bad. Yeah. Well, I barely even paid attention to it. I was too busy texting my girl. About how boring the match was. It really, if the match is to intrigue a fan, a fan is to be paying attention. Majority of so that's why I said half and half syndrome. I'm really frustrated that it entered the level of NXT. I get it; their talent is you know depleted because they. Just now starting to open everything up, so more people, more superstars are going to be flooding back in. But when it comes to matches that disappoint, one of them was Karrion Cross versus Tommaso Ciampa. The women's match was, um, you know, the women's championship match with Charlotte, Io Shirai, and Rhea Ripley that... Basically stole the show for a short pay-per-view in WWE. Simply because (laughs) everyone and their mother thought that Charlotte Flair was going to retain because they do tend to play favorites with her too. And by playing favorites, does she do everything right? Does she show up to meetings on time? Sure. We're not saying she's a bad person, folks. It's just her, Adam Cole, a few of the other talents, they get played favorites with because, well, it's just nature of the beast. Okay. I'm so happy for Io Shirai. I mean, this has been a long time coming. She would go into number one contendership matches with Bianca Belair. You know, she'd go one-on-one with Nikki Cross. She's in the shadow. Don't forget her fierce rivalry with Shayna Baszler. 
Well, yes. I mean, a young Io Shirai and a very hungry Shayna Baszler. I don't know if she still is or not, you know, on WWE Raw. I don't know how they're going to utilize Shayna. But Io's lived in the shadows of the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. You know, the pirate princess, Kyrie Sane. Now she finally gets to blaze her own fucking trail. Now she finally, you know, gets to break out of the shell that once was Io Shirai, you know, the genius of this guy. No, she's not just the moonsault assassin. I don't think Mar- even Mara Ronello came up with that. So let me do the metaphor. <laughs> Metaphorical stick your tongue out, Mara. You're a great announcer, but I came up with my own analogy or metaphor. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) There's that. So. During that match. Yeah, that match was amazing. And um, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, she that, Io. Man. She really did. She even broke up a soon-to-be three-count from Rhea Ripley, which was crucial, you know, in the match, because if she doesn't do that, then there's a lot of things that are going to happen. One, either Rhea Ripley becomes a two-time NXT champion. She was. You know, UK women's champion in Rhea Ripley. Charlotte Flair was the first ever come back and displayed over three brands. So I'm assuming that the NXT championship is going to be open fair game. I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong, folks, mm-hmm. but I do know we've got 30-some-odd minutes, but I, I'm not going to dive into uh, off-the-rails uncensored just yet. Simply because... We're going to plug the one school that's, you know, housed a lot of NXT talent. This Monster Factory is opening back up soon, folks. If you haven't already done so, you need to go to www.monsterfactory.org. That's www.monsterfactory.org. And... You need to look into going to a school. Because if you don't, you're going to be missing on several, several cylinders. If you have any questions, go to www.monsterfactory.org. Check out the virtual tour of the school in Paulsburg, New Jersey. This world-famous Monster Factory has housed the naming talents of Raven, Seamus, Body Donna, Sonny, King Kong Bundy, Pretty Boy Larry Sharp, the former owner of Monster Factory when it worked and operated in Clindenton. And so this school is also with the names of Matt Riddle in the part, uh, one-third of the Forgotten Sons, Steve Cutler. Also, had one of the former coaches, Mr. Damian Priest. You know, they have super camps, folks. And for those of you who commented on the opinions of the Royal Rumble and, well, the deal was you got a free week of training. 
and it was during one of the super camps. So before this pandemic began, that was the deal. So check out the world famous Monster Factory at www.monsterfactory.org. Any questions? Don't email the office because it's gonna really not gonna make Danny's uh, mission better to serve you. So there is a phone number on there if you have any questions, text or call during certain hours. Okay. The reopening of Monster Factory is gonna happen soon, folks. So they're reopening the country. Don't know if it's too soon. Don't care because it's gonna open a fucking debate, and I don't want to. I do not want to politicize my own podcast. Okay. Even though I've done so because. The George Floyd case needed to be covered. I mean, also the, the basis and premise of it. So, um, <clears throat> a long mouthful. Also, be sure to p- support, you know, during these times. And go to findthecure.com. And we can also go to susangcomen.org. Support those of you. Support those whom you know have cancer. So, not just one day, it's not just two days, it's every day. Support your loved ones who are not doing so well and help. You know, keep them in your prayers is not only and not the only option, but y'all need to remember everyone is fighting a fight right now. Unfortunately, it can be political, it can be COVID-19, and of course, including those of you, those of you who have uh, cancer, we love you, and we still support you, and we want you to know we are fighting for you every single day in support and donating and being there for you at the hospital side. Unfortunately, for the rules, you can't have more than one person, but we know what? We all love you and support you. Oh. And for those of you wanting a membership to WWE Network, your first month is still free. And if you don't have the ability to do free, you know, WWE Network is also have, they also have a free feature, which means it features past pay-per-views, past WWE Raws, SmackDown Live. You can watch the pre-shows. You cannot watch the live pay-per-views, but... What I mean by WWE Raw SmackDown Live, it could be the previous month. So you can catch up on your Raw SmackDown Live and NXT episodes. If you, you know, don't have access to a valid credit card or debit card, you can buy your WWE Network cards online at wweshop.com. It's $29.97, $6.95 standard shipping, $11.99 ground. And twenty one or twenty yeah twenty one ninety nine for next day shipping. Oh, and by the way, folks, you can still find them, Lady Lynn. If you can please disclose the locations where you can find a WWE Network preloaded card. Sure, B Train. You can still find WWE Network cards at the following retailers. You can find them at your local Walmart, GameStop. Target, FYE, Dollar General, 7-Eleven, CBS Pharmacy, and I think that's about it. I think it is about it, folks, because <laughs> there are a lot of closures going on right now in the country due to COVID-19, and I don't know, like I said, if it's too soon to reopen or not, but 
of your local retailers will be opening accordingly, depending on if your state is in phase three, meaning you're allowed to have 45 or more people at a gathering. It will be monitored, and the capacity will be limited. Three stores, whether it be your local Walmarts, Targets, Dollar Generals, 7-Elevens, Best Buys. Like I said, it depends on when those places are going to open. So keep, you know, stay tuned with all of us, folks. We're all playing it by fucking ears. So, oh, yeah, speaking of ears, this is the portion in the show, folks, where if you have small children that have been repeating what good old Brian Rails has been saying the last, oh, two months and a half, from off the rails uncensored, I really don't know what to tell you, other than that your folks are either, well, one, they don't have any filters on them, and they're going to let their six, seven-year-olds drop F-bombs, more so than, you know, the day of D-Day, but um, I highly suggest you don't, because the following content and podcast portion is not suitable for minors under the age of 18. Any reproduction, dissemination, or likeness thereof of off the rails and censored will be punishable by law. Off the rails and censored is a copyrighted podcast that was christened in March on March 7, 2016. So the ever so famous saying goes, "Buckle up, you fuck." I cannot guarantee that you're not going to come out of this show not offended. And by the way, I've got more ammunition for me, you know, every single show, whether it's a rant, whether it's a genuine, you know, portion of the show, which is very seldom a very heartfelt show, which, by the way, buckle up, fuckers, you're about to get inside my head. Well, folks, I found an article earlier today that fueled the uh, second half of my show. Here's why. AEW basically, essentially has been around not but two years. And now they've got a 90-man roster. It says all the roster is making its mark in the professional wrestling world. That's not, you know. It says all 90 wrestlers signed by all elite wrestling. It says not all the 90 are from WWE, but it says, as you look in the future, then AEW could mean the world the world of professional wrestling. And sound of comments and lowly. <laughs> so the Young Bucks, Hangman Adam Page, Brandy Rhodes, Dr. Britt Baker, formerly of WWE. You've got Christopher Daniels, who's formerly a TNA. you got Cody Rhodes. Frankie Kazarian, the bad boy Joey Janela, 
The Young Bucks, Sean Spears, formerly of WWE, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, failed experiment in NXT, Hawk, also a former failed experiment of NXT, was great, but then we got up to Maine, got completely fucked over because of a certain someone named Enzo. Oh, Billy Gunn, looky, former creative. Jungle Boy, their version of Matt Riddle. Phoenix, Pentagon Jr., and you've got Jimmy Havoc, also formerly of NXT. And they well tried out, did not make it. Aja Kong, former WWE protege. Yuka Sakazaki, Sonny Kiss, Sammy Guevara, Nyla Rose, Chucky T, Trent Beretta. It's a full 90, folks, so I'm going to read to you. Brandon Cutler. Kip Sabian, Ian Priestley, also formerly of WWE's May Young Classic, Michael Nakazawa, was going to be in NXT, did not, Ali, Alex Marvez is joining the commentary team, whoop-de-doo, don't care, Excalibur, holy shit, you want the ver- masked version of Michael Cole, there you go. Oh, Jr. The God Almighty, as God is my witness, he is broken in half. Mad respect for Jr. Can't really touch him, but he's also a former WWE. Justin Roberts, that's another former WWE name. Let's see here. Kirishita, Darby Allen, also a former part of WWE affiliate Evolve, and also Wrestling Revolver. Sema, okay, Dustin Rhodes, formerly known as Goldust, brother of Cody Rhodes, Leva Bates. Leva Bates also used to be in WWE, folks. In the Mae Young Classic, she went by a different name. So, the librarian, Peter Avalon, also former WWE talent. Private Party was supposed to be the original Street Profits for FYI, folks, but did not fail her well. Coach Jerry Lynn, very good name, you know, also former ECW person. Angelico and Jack Evans. What am I getting at, folks? Okay, some of these guys are for Rick Knox. Okay, (laughs) Aubrey Edwards, the referee with the T-shirt line, no shame, I guess. Earl Hebner, does that name sound familiar? Also WWE, Bryce Rensburg, also former WWE official. The point what I'm getting at, folks, is I'm listing Paul Turner. Some of these people are former talents from World Wrestling Entertainment. Luchasaurus is not. Like I said, there's 90 names that I can go on down the fucking list. And... Here's what I'm about to tell you. When you've got people that are former talent, like John Moxley and Sean Spears and Awesome Kong and Jazz, I could go on down with Jake Hager. FTR 
Not overly saturated with WWE, huh? <laughs> I, I really just proved my fuck as a 90-person roster. There's about 21 names out of that fucking roster that is not AEW homegrown. So, to me, yeah, you've got Evil Uno, who's not... Uh, He's not unfamiliar, but he is and was. Okay, Stu Grayson. Oh, I'll let him Sully Blanchard is a former WWE creative. Arn Anderson, Jake the Snake at one point. You, you know, it's funny. People say hey, we're not overly saturated with WWE talent. Marco Stunt, who, goodness grief. Um... You are my humble opinion, folks, of what's going on with AEW. One, you know, it's not unfortunate that they have talent being signed. No, that's not the issue. When you make double standard statements as such as, uh, well, we don't, we're not going to oversaturate our talent roster with former WWE talents. We're going to surround ourselves with homegrown talent. And they have. They have surrounded themselves with homegrown talent like Pentagon Black, you know, and JR is a saving grace, so is Shivani. But what I'm saying is it's proven my point when I got past an article that was written of who Chris Jericho has signed as far as talent. Ortiz, Santana, all of them, they're not, not talented, but it's just, one, they're faction heavy. Two, there's just a lot of things wrong about Jericho and Cody Rhodes' statement. One of them being that you're not going to overly saturate your talent. Okay. I beg to differ. <laughs> I've said it many a times over to Alex Reynolds. Their full 90-man roster is not all WWE. Correct, sir. What I am merely saying is don't say one thing and then do another because it's going to ruin the illusion that you are actually homegrown. You are actually all what you say you are. I'm not discounting AEW's talent. I'm just saying there tends to be a lot of contradiction. Is that such a good thing in the company of wrestling? No. Does that mean you're just reminiscent of uh, WCW back in the day? One talent goes missing. and Some people say that Eric Bischoff uh, was poaching talent. I don't think some of that's true, although I don't know if Jim Cornette would agree. He was part of WWE creative for a while. I can tell you how shit actually works. Shayna... I'm not listing off the entire fucking talent of AEWs. You know why? Part of their talent, you know, works on a show in which AEW Dynamite, they do dark matches. Fine, it gives them a bunch of wiggle room to work with. Or they just do certain occasional pay-per-views and then, blah, they've got AEW Dynamite. 
I don't know how to tell you guys this, but the only annoying thing about AEW is we're not going to overly saturate our talent. Yeah, here comes the 90-man roster, folks, and about, like I said, 21 or more names are from WWE. I just listed off 14 of them. Oh, Taz, <laughs> formerly of ECW, at one point in time was a part of WWE, so that does count as former talent. I completely forgot about that. Managed, uh, I forget who he managed, but the names, folks, on this list that are current champs. They even show an old picture of Pac, Scorpio Sky. That's also a former WWE talent, folks. For those of you who don't remember, like, no, it was former TNA. I was like, well, also a former WWE. Chucky e. T, Trent Beretta, Kenny Omega, Brandon Cutler. I already listed all this, all these names off. Darby Allen, Seema could have been in WWE. I think he was. Yeah, that guy was actually Jimmy John Wang. God forbid I remember that gimmick in NXT, and I don't want to. Angelico, boy, do I remember him. Jack Evans. Orange Cassidy's a decent gimmick. It's just... Their wrestling... Their wrestling style. You want me to elaborate? Okay. Hardcore... No disqualification. The referee gets chance. Is this the Indies? Last time I checked, I don't think it was. Aubrey Edwards, by far, you know, she gets a lot of recognition because she's a talented referee. Referees are not supposed to be over in any sort of way because then it takes away from the whole fucking thing or the illusion that, well... They are over compared to the talent. And I don't think that's a good thing, folks, because why? If the referee is in any way, shape, or form over the talent, that means the talent is not doing its job in some aspects, and they're saying, well, you know. You're not focusing on the positive. Well, okay. The positive is their competition for WWE. The positive is they're giving a lot of leniency to WWE for that matter because even though WWE is kind of teetering right now in ratings and in merchandise sales and people leaving interest with them, I'm just going to leave the following up to you guys. A company that says one thing and does complete opposite ain't the company that I want to be following for very much longer because I give it mm, three, four years the maximum left on its legs because they say 
the the pay-per-views are entertaining. The talent has more talent than WWE. We'll see. Even though they teetered last night on the border, WWE teetered on uh, the half-and-half syndrome again. I never thought I would say for NXT, but it was. Carrying uh, Cross, what the hell? You hype him up, and then he, yeah, he dominated Champa. But match makes me want to forget what went on for that eleven minutes of boringness. Um, Adam Cole, great heel champion, but also there comes a point in juncture. Where somebody else needs to wear that strap, I don't care who. As I said, I'll even do an even exchange, even though we're not in fucking retail. This is professional wrestling. But anything but him being champion, it'd be like, well, the company will look naked and we need a champion to combat with. No, you really don't. So, that being said, folks, I gotta get up super early at the butt shit butt shit crack of dawn. So if you didn't like, oh, in closing, there needs to be a new champion. AEW needs to find reason with the fact that there's former talent on the roster that is strictly from WWE. So jokes on you guys. We're trying to pull that bullshit of we're the new company, we're gonna be different, we're gonna be unique. There's no doubt about it, you guys are unique and different. But somebody needs to tell you that what you're doing is kind of funny. Because every single match has to include something different, something unique, and add hardcore element to it every single goddamn time. And the referee has to be over because you got now have Aubrey, now have Earl. And no, Earl didn't have to die. Even though every single chance he gets, he'll mention the screw job, even though you don't mention it to him. And, uh, folks, if you don't catch what I'm, what I'm trying to say, AEW is very reminiscent of WCW to me. And add a sprinkle of ECW and maybe a sprinkle of CZW and there you go, voila, AEW with a tidbit of X Division folks from WWE that felt the need to move on to bigger and better things in professional wrestling and like I said, I don't frown upon success I frown upon hypocritical statements made by Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho we're not going to be overly saturated with WWE talent, I promise you that we're going to be homegrown we're going to have our own we're going to build upon our talent and become more independent as far as creative decisions go. We're not going to book for ourselves. There's a problem with that when Cody's the TNT champion. There's a problem with that when Jericho was the very first inaugural AEW champion. See what I'm saying, folks? It falls under the lines of they're talented guys, they're awesome dudes, but you can't deny certain facts that I just listed off. Oh, and leaving one's title in Texas Roadhouse. That's Jericho's specialty. I mean, he doesn't intentionally do it, but it's kind of funny. 
Corey Graves kind of mentioned it, you know, subtly on an episode of SmackDown Live. Anyways, folks, that'll do it for tonight. On Off the Rails Uncensored, join me Wednesday. Following right after NXT. So, uh, yeah, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And Lady Lynn? If you didn't like what Lady Lynn had to say, call me whatever you want, but don't you go calling this lady crazy. All right, folks, that'll do her, so uh, tune in Wednesday. But I got more to discuss when I have more time on the fucking clock, so uh, enjoy. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.